Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com slash Sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Book 10 of Aristotle's Categories is devoted entirely to discussing four main types of what we translate as opposition. And you notice that I've got some Greek terms up here. Antikasthai is a verb, and antikamena is the participle for that verb, meaning the things that that, that verb applies to. And so antikasthai means being opposed. And we talk about two things being opposed to each other in in a variety of ways. And Aristotle wants to clarify for us what the antikamena, the things that are opposites or are opposed to each other, how they're actually connected with each other. Because not every form of opposition is, for example, being contrary or being affirmatives and, and negations. He wants us to be clear so that we can tell when we're dealing with opposites precisely what kind of opposites we have in front of us because the different sorts of opposites are related to each other in different ways. And so what, what applies to one of them may not follow from what we know about another or apply to another. We want to be careful to distinguish these. So what are these four types? We have correlatives, we have contraries, we have privatives and positives, and we have affirmatives and negatives. And when you look at this list and you think about the categories, if you've been reading through the work, we've already talked quite a bit by this point about correlatives. As a matter of fact, there's an entire category that's devoted to this, the topros T, right? The relation or, or relative. So core relatives are those things that fall under relation. Then we have contraries, and we've talked about contraries quite a bit. For example, substances don't have contraries. Many qualities are, in fact, contraries to other qualities. Um, you know, we can go on and on, and those are enantia. Those are very important. Then we have a fuller discussion of what we can translate, and it's a little bit difficult to do this, as privatives and positives. Or another way of translating this sometimes is privations and states, stereosis and hexis. And then we have opposition within language or within thought when thought is being modeled after language. When we have affirmatives and negatives, kataphasis. Kataphasis is when you're saying something of something, you're declaring that or you're stating that to be the case. Apophasis, the opposite of that, you're, you're negating. It, and you're saying that that's not the case. So let's talk very briefly about each of these in turn and look at the examples that, that Aristotle gives us. Double versus half for correlatives. This is one that he's used already in the discussion of relation. Remember too that this is not a quantity term, but a relation term. Correlatives are of each other. They have their meaning in relation to something else. So double only really means something in relation to what it is the double of, that is the half. If we're talking about pieces of chalk and we say that this piece of chalk is double the length of these two pieces of chalk, we are comparing them against each other. You can't just say this is double and then leave it blank because that, that doesn't mean anything. There has to be a correlative to 
which it is related and, and makes sense. Then we have contraries, and we've given a lot of discussion to these in other parts of the work, and we're going to give a bit more discussion to these in this chapter as well. Good and bad, he uses as classic examples here. Agathon, Kakon. We could talk about black and white. He also uses that. We're staying in the realm of the senses, the bitter and the sweet. Aristotle tends to conceive of as opposites to each other because he places them along a spectrum. Then we get to things like blindness and sight. Why blindness and sight? Why aren't they simply contraries? We're going to go into some discussion of that as we move through the work in, in another lecture video. Suffice it to say here, blindness is a lack. It is a stereosis, a taking away, an absence, a privation of the faculty of sight. We could say, you know, same thing about taste, right? Those who lack a sense of taste. Happened actually to a chef at one point who had cancer. He had to work at recipes essentially from, from memory and based on his knowledge of flavor profiles and how they interact. Similar to Beethoven in his period of deafness, having to understand music no longer through the sense itself, but in the absence, the privation of, of that sense. Then we have affirmatives and negatives. Aristotle gives as examples, he is sitting, he is not sitting. Notice what he doesn't use for that. He doesn't say he is sitting, he is standing, because he is standing would be another, another katafa another declaration or affirmation just of something different. We can do this as well with, you know, this is double, this is half, right? This is not double, this is not half, this is good, this is not good, this is bad, this is not bad. So affirmatives and negatives can apply in language and then, you know, secondarily in thought to any of these other types of oppositions. But as affirmations and denials or negations, they are something different from the rest of these. So it's important to keep in mind the distinction between these four types of opposition. They are not all the same. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.